Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you want more resources similar to this, follow our LinkedIn company page. Just search for Inflection Point Hub on LinkedIn and follow us there. Well, that was interesting. Brenda, so. we'll see if I uh, stay live today with you or not, since my camera keeps disconnecting. It'll make life so interesting. So, Jeff, yeah. hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Whoops, that's not what I wanted to do. We're doing great today on this. This makes life really interesting. So um, as we get started, we're talking about the power of habit for business success. So one habit that we've um, been somewhat successful in, but not necessarily always, is asking people who are with us live to let us know they're here and just type into the chat um, who they are, what they're here for, um, so that we know who's here. and. To also say, as we go through our conversation today, please engage in the conversation. We can't type back to you, but we can respond to your uh, chat in our conversation. And quite frankly, it makes it even more interesting when we engage with the people who are here watching with us live. So Yasmin, if you're here with us at this point, jump on. And if Anybody um, jumps in later, we'll kind of every once in a while try to remember to say, and if you're joining us, let us know you're here. So, because in our live stream, we can kind of tell, but we don't have all the information of who's coming on, whether they be on LinkedIn or on YouTube. So here we go. So today, as I said, we're talking about, um, Developing habits for business success. And it's really interesting to think about this. What prompted this topic was number one, we talked about it last week about the um, habits we need to create so that we can get, so that we can be successful in um, reaching our goals, our aspirations for the coming year, which you have the opportunity to do the planning using the process that we talked about um, by watching the videos that we had. And um, as of next week, we'll be able to tell you, oh boy, Jeff's going in and out on me. This is going to be an interesting day, Jeff. It is. Huh. I'm trying to think about what kind of habit that has to do with. <laughs> I, I, it could be that you're tired of hearing me talk and you're just uh remotely kicking me off and back on. It's so strange. No, I am definitely not tired of hearing you talk because we have established over time that if we talk together, it's much more interesting and engaging for both us and the people that we're talking with. And that if I do it by myself, what's supposed to be a 30-minute live stream ends up being about 15 minutes, which is hard to believe because and here I am back on my own on the screen. He, I can see him. It's just he's flying in and out. And it may be an internet thing, not your camera, Jeff, because I just noticed that your internet was going down to virtually zero. So in other words, it was zero bars and it was red. 
So I don't know if there's anything you can do from that standpoint, but that may be what's going on. Anyway, back to habits and, and um, yeah. So James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits, and by the way, is lives in Columbus, Ohio, Atomic Habits. Here. Really? Yeah. I, I did not know that. I, I've told a million people that because um, when I listened to him on Brene Brown's podcast that came up in the conversation, I about drove my car off the road in that moment. So James Clear, if you ever hear this, had no idea that you two were a central Ohioan. And he actually went to Denison to school for what it's worth. Okay, anyway, back to the book that he wrote, read, read, he may have read it too, wrote Atomic Habits. He has this quote in there that I absolutely love. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Now, you'd think that me as the visionary, I would not like that quote. And there's part of me that is very resistant to it. But the flip side of it is that I know it's the truth. And while my systems may not be the intricate systems that some people have, I definitely have systems that I have learned that I need to use because if I don't, things don't go so well. And we don't get where we need to go. I think there's a lot to be said about that in business and just in in life in general. That's so very true. Absolutely. And so I thought today, Jeff, we could talk about leveraging your energizers to create and maintain systems to reach your goals and complete. Re so as we kind of talked about earlier, you know, some of us resist the concept of setting goals. We'd prefer to complete projects to solve problems or to um, embrace opportunities. So whatever terminology you use for where you want to go, how do you use your energizers to create and maintain? Why can't I speak today? How do you use your energizers to create and maintain systems to accomplish whatever it is you're accomplishing in the coming year? Or even the end of this year, what is it you need to do and how do you need to show up for it? So anyway, I've been talking a lot. I'm going to breathe for a second. And if we're really lucky, you'll stay here. <laughs> yes. I hope I'm like sitting very still because I don't know what's what's going on. It looks like my network is super blazing fast right now. I kept looking down because I'm kind of monitoring the network on another device and it is blazing fast is what it tells me and okay. it says that it is super strong. So we're so, going to, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, so we're going to roll with it for now. Okay. That's all we can ask for. So here's an interesting thing. Speaking of systems and ones we rely on so we can, you know, I mean, doing this live streaming is built on a system that assumes that we're both going to have internet, be able to connect to it and have all our technology, whether that be our, our computer, the internet, the camera, the speaker, because when we got on this morning, I, I had to, okay, it was noon, whatever. When we got on, I had to fix where my audio was um, picking up the microphone because it had gone back to default, which I don't know how long ago I told that, 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 no, that's not the default, but whatever. That, it, this in and of itself is a system 
And what are the habits that we need to have so that we can be successful in our business? And quite frankly, the same concepts work, whether it's business, whether it's life, whether it's family, whatever it is, the reality is we have habits. Are they serving us well or are they becoming barriers and constraints that get in the way of us being able to do what we need to do? That's the bottom line. Yeah. So this kind of reminds me of um, a friend used to talk about that there are people who want good PR. I worked in I worked in product marketing. Obviously, we want a good PR for our products. But a friend of mine who was in a very different industry used to talk about, well, some people really don't care whether it's good PR or bad PR because people they get attention of people regardless of what the PR is. And the same thing, we can look at it the same thing with the habit. Is the habit a good habit or is there a bad habit? Is it something you are looking to um, build on or is it something that you're looking to get rid of? So um, James Clear in his book talks about four laws of creating a good habit. And there's a process that you go through in these four laws of creating a habit. First of all, you think about a cue that reminds you of the habit, a craving that you want to do the habit. <laughs> Usually if there's a craving, I don't think of it being a positive thing, but that's just, you know, what Zeronda Peterson said. Um, your response to the craving and then the reward you get. So on the cue, you wanna make it obvious. If there's a cue for do that thing, make it obvious. Okay, this is a really um, very simple thing, but I wanna brush my teeth in the morning. So the toothbrush is in the toothbrush holder that's on the sink that, you know, where you're getting ready. That is a cue. Oh, brush your teeth. Uh, craving, I'm not sure what that is. Is it like your teeth feel icky? What? Breath. Minty fresh breath. That is a very positive one, which makes it very attractive. And I just lost him. I'm okay. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how that relates to the make it attractive part with the minty fresh breath. <laughs> this okay. wasn't on the screen. That's what made it attractive. It just went blank. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Make it easy. Um, so on the um, brush your teeth in the morning, make it easy is the toothpaste and the toothbrush are right there available to you. And you, um, you know, you don't have to go rooting around for where is my toothbrush and where is my toothpaste. And if you think about if you've ever traveled and the um, bathroom in the hotel where you were did not have a sink that had enough space for you to have all your stuff on there. I know nobody else has ever had this experience. One of the banes of my existence is a non-existent area around the sink. Oh, anyway, that would be a not easy. We want to have it be right there available to us and then make it satisfying. Well, there we go. We're back to the minty fresh breath again because that feels much better in your mouth, right? And you know, and other people want to be around you as opposed to running away because they're like, oh, my gosh. 
Or, hey, we'd like to meet in person. Actually, Rhonda, why don't we just meet via video? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done. We're beyond offering mints at this point. <laughs> yeah, that would be really bad. Or my granddaughter, when we used to put her on the bus, well, we still put her on the bus, but when she was much younger, um, if you didn't brush your teeth before you went over there, because, you know, like we had to leave here before seven o'clock in the morning and some mornings that was easier than others. Um, it would be like, did you guys brush your teeth before you came over here? <laughs> Just really blunt, like cut right to the chase. <laughs> Nothing like kids to keep you humble. Yes, this is very true. And it doesn't have to be your own children. It can be your grandchildren, too. So at any rate. That's an, that is a crazy example of that. But for, for habits that we want to create in our business. Um, so jump in anytime you want to on this, Jeff. But I'm thinking about, so if we said that for 2023, we wanted to, um, we wanted to develop relationships with, with bankers because that's how we were going to connect to our clients. We were, we were serving the same people as small business bankers. So we decided that we were going to develop relationships with bankers. And we said, we are going to identify the places where bankers hang out. And we're going to go to those places too, because we're offering something that the bankers can benefit with their clients. But we also serve those same clients as the bankers do. So a habit would be, how are we going to find those places? And and when are we going to go there? And, you know, okay, systems guy, how are we developing a habit around this? What's the cue that makes it really obvious that we need to go to some sort of networking event where bankers are? So for me, it's scheduling things on my calendar. So what I would likely do in that is schedule some time weekly that maybe it's a maybe it's a weekly planning, right? Trying to look at what events are coming up over the next two weeks that I need to register for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the making it attractive would be what am I looking to get out of this? You know, these just it doesn't mean it's an immediate. I go and meet 50 bankers and then all of a sudden I got 50 new contracts that get signed. You know, but Yes, if only it would be that easier. Everybody would own a business. Um, <laughs> that and then you know, I think the other thing for make it easy, you know, is is knowing what what's easy for you. So, for example, you know, I've got yes. evening events are not always easy for me, depending upon what sports season we're in and what we've got going on. Because yep. to me, those are bigger priorities than me. So if I than meeting people, right? Like in this example. So if I've got um, kids with sporting events tonight and there's an a, event where bankers are likely going to be, I'm not going to choose to go to that event more than likely because I've got other things with my kids that I would rather do. Absolutely. You know, so I think making it easy is really trying to fit whatever that habit is in a way that makes sense into your daily daily routine, you know, all, all this stuff becomes routine, the more that you do it. Um, and then, you know, make it satisfying, I would think about, you know, for that, what's, 
what's the reward? And it's really whatever the purpose was that was driving you to meet bankers in the beginning, right? And it might not be a immediate satisfaction, you know, that you get that reward, but it might be those relationships lead to additional business or additional things that becomes the reward for why you were doing it. You know, but so much of it, at least for me, it's about scheduling the time because if, I, if I'm if i not disciplined and I don't have the time scheduled, that's usually the, the cue uh, for me, for things in my business. If I don't have, you know, and a lot of times I'll block my schedule and not like whole day, half day blocks because then just too much stuff gets in the way, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to be, right. be on things. I'll jump from thing to thing, you know, but 30... 45 minute, 15 minute blocks where I'm going to do X in this 30 minute time frame. I'm going to get a list of events for the next month that I'm going to register for. And that's my goal and objective in that weekly, monthly, you know, meeting that I make for myself. You know, and I think so much of that is figuring out what works for you. Absolutely. you know, for me, my electronic calendar, there are some people that still use frankly, Franklin Covey planners for these things. This isn't a Franklin Covey, but yes. Some yeah. people like having something to write it down with on a piece of paper. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's really knowing yourself and what, what's going to help you, you know, for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Calendar because I get the notification on my computer, my phone, my iPad, like everywhere. It's telling me there's somewhere I've got to be here. Absolutely. So there's what you said uh, triggered something else for me. Um, In both the make it attractive and the make it easy part, and actually even the make it satisfying. If you're approaching this in ways that work with your energizers, the things that are you're intrinsically motivated to do that you, your reward is the doing of the thing. That doesn't work with everything, but if you can find ways to engage, to get to your um, goals, to solve your problems, to, um, excuse me, to complete your projects in ways that energize you, it automatically follows through that process because it's not something you're resistant to doing. You want to do it to begin with. It's like when you were talking about um, you're not going to go to a meeting in the evening. And that's a really good point. How does this fit with the rest of your life and everything else that you're doing? Um, But I know because I've been around you long enough that being part of your kids sports and being able to attend those things is really important for you. That is a very high priority in in this season of your life. And so you have to understand that when you're creating your habits, your habits need to reflect your priorities and who you are both as an individual and as a business owner, those it's all interrelated It's all one holistic whole that's kind of redundant a holistic whole yeah you know what I was just thinking of too with this that I think is important as a business owner so there could be habits that you want to create to drive your business forward Um, 
And being a business owner does not mean that you have to do that. You might need to find someone either on the team or outsource. So, you know, in my case, one of the habits that, you know, owning a business, a good hygiene habit to have is to keep your books updated, right? And just once a year, try and figure out and tally up receipts and figure stuff out, right? Like you should have kind of this monthly close and you close your books every month, you know, who owes you money, who, you know, whatnot. I know that's a good habit and I know it's something that needs to be done. I don't want to do it. And my habit is I've outsourced that to someone else. I pay another company to handle that for me. And what the reward is for me at the end of the month is, you know, so many days following the the previous month's close, I get financial statements that are accurate, they're correct, and I don't have to do anything other than maybe answer an occasional question if there was something, you know, abnormal that happened that someone doing that necessarily wouldn't know, you know, uh, there was a certain transaction or things, but I think that's another thing you know, when you, you talk about making habits for the new year, just because you own the business doesn't mean you have to do it. I know you've got a great process and habit on how you create your content. Yes. That works for you. Someone else that might not work for them or someone else might prefer to do their own financial accounting, bookkeeping stuff. Yeah, I don't. It's something that needs to be done, but I, I would rather pay someone to provide that service to me because it's not the best use of my time and it's a drainer. But I don't like it. So it always falls to the bottom of my list to do. And then, you know, I'm usually a month and a half, two months out and trying to forensically back into (laughs) what I did 45 days ago. Yeah, that, that is so true. And both of us are like that on our accounting Um, and I had, I had a consultant tell me, um, gosh, five years ago that because of the, the gifts and the strengths and the energizers that I have, there's going to be a lot of things that I need to outsource because the space that I'm in, who I am, how I'm wired, those detailed things are not my bailiwick. But I can go 50,000 feet much easier than most people can. I have no issue with seeing the forest for the trees. I don't get stuck in trees. That's, well, every once in a while I do. But but the majority of the time, I'm at forest level. That's just who I am. And that's okay. So um, I want to kind of jump in on a couple things you said here. One of them is I want to, I want to, um, bring out that if we pre-decide on things that we're doing, if we pre-decide, I'm going to do it this way. So we're pre-deciding that this month I'm going to, on this day, spend a half an hour finding the places that I need to go to network and getting signed up for them and getting them on my calendar. Once we've pre-decided that we're going to do that, then we don't have to every month go, when am I going to do this? And what does that look like? We've already pre-decided. And many times it's getting that first decision made about when am I going to do this? That 
puts us way behind the eight ball on those kinds of things. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up today is that when you focus on something, it strengthens it. So you need to focus on what you want. You focus on the new habit. So I was just kind of reviewing this this morning, knowing that we were going to be talking about it today. And I think it's a very fascinating topic. And then I was listening to an audible book about the power of belonging today, driving to an event, speaking of events. And ironically, they were telling about our research study that was done. It's a research study about polar bears. No, not polar bears and, and um, climate change. Polar bears as in, don't think about the polar bear. And when, so when I told you not to think about a polar bear, Jeff, I bet what you did was thought about a polar bear. Yep. Yep, exactly. Because it's the power of suggestion. Well, they did this whole big survey and study around it and found out that, yeah, if you tell people not to think about something, guess what they think about? The thing hey, you told them not to think about. Hey, Rhonda, don't think about sending me $5,000. <laughs> Good luck on that, Jeff. Work? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, I might think about it a lot. And what I will be thinking is, are you kidding me, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, no way that that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I would love to send you $5,000, but why? <laughs> that was um, good yeah. yeah you know I've got to throw those out there every once in a while yeah. you know, one of the things that I think is important talking about new new habits and creating them is how long does it take to get them to stick because I think you know the thing that I always think about is January 1st you know mm -hmm. January 1st, everyone wants to lose weight everyone wants to be healthier Jim will be probably super packed in January and come February, it'll be a ghost town. Maybe March, if people it's laugh. It's consistent. It's always this way. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because New Year's resolutions don't work. So three weeks, 21 days. And you know why that is? It's neuroscience. Because neuroscience says that that's how long it takes to create a strong new neural circuit and that's what creating a new habit is it's establishing that new pattern in your brain that this is how i'm going to do this thing so when you start stacking those on each other it becomes a system when you do it right yeah okay i, yeah. I said that because you are the systems king so i just thought i would you know that's so right you know and i i've got one kind of personally that i've worked on since about August. So I decided I was going to uh, rejoin a gym that I have not been a member of for a very, very long time. Um, and for me, trying to get started, I ended up hiring someone at the gym to work with me one once a week, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which made it obvious because I had it scheduled. There was someone waiting on me to show up every week. Um, you know, make it a, attractive. I'm not exactly sure how I did that because some of my workouts were ugly. We'll just leave it at that. When I got started, they weren't, uh, <laughs> you know, make it easy. I joined a gym that's less than four miles from my house. There you, you know, go. So 
the the drive is not far. And then I, uh, that one day a week, I go in the middle of the day around lunchtime. So I don't have the crowds in the evening. I'm home in the evenings. I don't have. And then I started layering on a second day, which is usually Saturday or Sunday mornings. I get up um, and go kind of get my, my workout in on the weekend. So I'm up to two days a week consistently. And it's been I think it was in August that I started this. So it's pretty, it's become kind of that habit and routine now that it just, it's something that I do every week. So and it's easier. Yeah. It, it, it's gotten easier as you've done it. And it, do you even question at this point, are you going to go show up with your train? Cause I mean, you know, you could stiff the trainer. I, I would find that hard to believe that you would do that, but you could make the decision of, or, or the non-decision as you want to look at it. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't feel like it this week. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. Every week. No, I've not thought about it. There was even a week that I had a cold, but I still showed up that week was, it was a terrible workout. I mean, I was like huffing and puffing and, you know, all congested and everything, but I did it. Um, yeah. And you just, you know, you don't, you don't think about it. It becomes that habit. It did take three weeks. There was some times early on that I'm not going to lie. I thought about quitting because I've never felt soreness like that before. And wow. Usually not the next day. Doesn't it, Jeff? <laughs> two days later, right? Like the, the day of, I feel pretty good. The next day, a little crummy. And the next day, it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm 90 years old walking up the stairs. And, you know, as the longer that I've done this, the easier that that's become. It doesn't mean that my muscles aren't getting tired and getting a good workout, but it doesn't last as long as it did uh, yeah. starting. You know, so my reward is I don't want to go back to feeling like that and not doing things and be back starting over again. That's a great way to think about it. My reward is not necessarily, you know, like a big major thing, but it's a small thing that's that motivates me. And I know because we talked about this the other day that there's other um, there's other benefits to this for you that are health benefits and, you know, just feeling accomplished in what you're doing. You have plenty of motivators for this. Let's let's put it this way, that there are many reasons and lots of cues. Guess what we we're going to say? And say all that leads and spills over into business success then, right? Because as, as I kind of tie this back in, I was thinking about, okay, it kind of got us off here in this more personal <laughs> habit. I'll bring this back a little bit. But those, you know, yeah, reeling back in, you know, so getting that stuff for me personally, it fill, you know, it spills over to my, into the business because I'm, I've got more energy. I've got more focus when I am working in the business and on the business and leading projects and things. So, you know, those things and that discipline carries over into your business. If you're a business owner. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you practice, um, Oh my goodness. I am totally drawing a blank on his name right now. The guy that wrote deep work and minimalism, Cal. Can't think of it right now. I was like, I had essentialism, not minimalism. That's not the right one. Minimalism is it. Anyway, 
he talks about that the habits that you build when you are doing something hard in a recreational or personal um, pursuit, a hobby, you can apply when you're doing hard work, when you're doing deep work in your business, because your brain has found that new play, way to do it. So, yeah. Um, and one last thing I want to say, um, because we need to wrap up today, because speaking of habits, I need to go to a meeting and I want to have a habit of, I already told him I was going to be late because we do the live stream, but I really would rather not waltz in there 20 minutes late. That would be really bad. And it's not my meeting because I wouldn't have scheduled it at one o'clock. But anyway, um, another thing to think about from the standpoint of the what your brain is telling you is to use I am statements instead of I will statements. So for instance, if we're talking about the going to the gym and the working with the trainer, it would be, I am working with the trainer and I am strong as opposed to, I will work at the trainer and I will get stronger. That's a, your brain treats that differently when you say I am than when you say I will. Yeah, that's, that's a great, a great tip. So tying that into things that you're thinking about for your business and your 2023 plans. Yes. I am versus I will do these things. I am going to dot, dot, dot. No, not am, I am going to. That is future focused. I am currently. I am, I am networking with, using our example from the beginning, I am networking with bankers as um, partners in serving small but mighty business owners. Got it. That's a very different way of thinking about it. And that's part of um, when Teresa was here a couple of weeks ago, when we talked about her book, Do What Matters in the real life process, you talk about your areas of focus and the way you describe it when you write down your area of focus is you say, I am, I, I am serving 15 clients a week. I don't know, whatever the thing is that you're making up that you, or that you are looking to do in 2023. I actually had a client who I was coaching through this process and she had written everything down as I will, whatever the thing she was doing in her area of focus. And we talked through that in that specific coaching session. And she said the mindset shift for her when she went from I will to I am was huge. The, the way she sensed it and believed it was completely different when she flipped that phrasing, that just that simple little thing. Talk about a cue. That's a yeah. really big cue to go from I will to I am. And that's a, a great, you know, learning some of those tricks to kind of get your brain approaching things differently. I think yeah. all the world, when you're talking about trying to create new habits, that's so true. So speaking of new habits, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to focus on some specific habits. Next week, we're going to focus on gratitude. You would think that Thanksgiving was coming. Um, and then the week after, I believe it is, we're going to talk about consistency. So and talk about an important, both of those are very important habits for business owners to have. 
So I am really looking forward to us having those conversations. Jeff, I will see you next Monday at 1215 on the Inflection Point Moment. Sounds great. See you then. Okay. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you want more resources similar to this, follow our LinkedIn company page. Just search for Inflection Point Hub on LinkedIn and follow us there.